CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, Ben, please stop looking at NBA mock drafts. We have a show to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Thursday's show, NBA show. Thanks for reminding me that. Benji to Bookie, Miles, I think Norm may make his long awaited debut. I'm so excited. Thanks, D. I forgot all about that show. Yeah, you're, you're welcome about that. <laughs> and Dennis, you know, folks. He pretends I'm above sports. I'm Dennis. Uh, but, man, you should hear him. He gets down and dirty on those NBA shows with his predictions and okay, everything. I don't get down and dirty. That sounds disgusting. Okay. <laughs> We're live, everybody. How's it going? Radio Doogie, Frank, yes, thank you for the song request. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Tuesday, November 17th. is just moments away. But before we do this, let's thank these sponsors. The Ben Jarofsky Show wouldn't be possible without the Chicago Reader. For all things Chicago, what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink, awesome political content, check out the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And today's show is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Okay, your song of the day. It does come from Frank. Oh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Barry Manilow's Copacabana. Oh, my God. One of my favorite Barry Manilow songs. By the way, Frank, I just want to thank you for the update. Uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, 87, who, who sits on the Justice Committee, Judicial Committee, uh, has just tested positive for COVID. Wow. Oh, boy. 87 years old uh, from Iowa. Anyway, uh, Frank, thank you for the update. Now, thank you for the song. And uh, um, uh, this is one of De- I think this is Dennis's favorite Barry Manilow song. How'd you know? Many times, many times the old days we'd be driving home and it would come on and he would turn it up. And his favorite part is when she would, when it was, a, she, what was that line? D? It goes, uh, she sits there so divine and drinks herself half blind. She lost her Tony. She lost her Buddha. Now she lost her mind at the Copa. Come on, D. At Copa Bana. D. Dennis is doing a little conga line in his apartment. Woo! <laughs> She lost her Tony and she lost her mind, man. I hate when that happens. Okay, that whole story about being Ben in the car and me singing that song never happened. But the Ben Jarofsky show starts now. It is Tuesday, November 17th, and live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky show. Today on the program, it's the long-awaited return of Senator Rob Martwick. And now your host, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello everybody, Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Donnie Mania Tuesday. And here's why. Great week. You have a good weekend, D? Yeah, had a good weekend. Yeah. 
It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be too excited about the weekend. I saw the light. I had a great her. weekend, Ben. That's what I want. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Where are you going with that accent? And I urge you not to go too far with it. Anyway, I saw The Life Ahead. Great flick. Sophia Loren, run, don't walk. I'm an obsessive Sophia Loren fan. I'm probably going to do a special uh, podcast with Sergio on Sophia Loren flicks. Love her to death. So Point Blank, great French action flick. Watch Dave Chappelle's Mark Twain Award special. I'm about a year behind on that thing. It's funny as all hell. Who knew Neil Brennan was so funny? Uh, and then I watched A City So Real twice in preparation for our City So Real series, which uh, takes off this Wednesday with Steve James, the director, on. I'll tell you what, folks. I lived it. I lived that 2019 mayoral election. And now here I am watching it again. And it <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I know, man, it bums me out. How did, like, all these progressive ideals in the city of Chicago end up where we are now? Please explain that to me, Chicago. Anyway, uh, great flick. Absolute. Uh, where does it stand in my top five of Steve James films? We'll discuss that later. Anyway, urge everybody to watch it and check out our interview with Steve James uh, on, on this Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. And uh, meanwhile, while I was watching all those movies, I was keeping track of Donnie Trump and the revote. Oh, yeah, man. I can't get enough of that. On one level, D, I'm going to say something I never thought I'd say. I got to give Donnie credit. Wait, hold on. Let the brown line pass while I let that sink in. Yes, indeed. Donald Trump's still working the game. Keeps saying the election was fraudulent, even though he hasn't an iota of evidence to back that up. Everybody acknowledges that pretty much, except for MAGA. Even the Tribune editorial board. Yes, the Tribune. We endorse Gary Johnson because we're too chicken to endorse Hillary Hillary Clinton. Tribune editorial board. Must have killed them when they wrote that editorial saying, Donnie, give it up, but they wrote it. You think Donnie cares, D? You think Donnie cares what the Tribune writes? Heck, he know. They had this uh, big march in Washington this weekend, the MAGA march. Uh, MAGA gathered by thousands. They poured into the streets of Washington. They want to count every vote in Arizona and Nevada, but they want to stop counting votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia. Got that? It's like the Viagra commercial. You know the one where the man and woman are looking lovingly at each other, and they're sitting in a hot tub at sunset, like good things are going to happen, and the announcer is all confident, speaking slowly and clearly so you can hear everything he or she is saying. And then the words of warning in the rapid-fire robotic voice, uh, uh, prolonged uh, dosages of air, you can call liver cancer, uh, acne, perserosis, your mama. If you have a four-hour erection, call your doctor. And everybody's wait, like, wait, Whoa. wait, yo, mama? <laughs> Just wanted to see. We're, we're having like a 90s today. throwback intro here today. You said, uh, hecky no, and yo, mama. This is It's really 60s, but anyway. <laughs> I think it was a throwback in the 90s to the 60s. Ah, throwbacks. They're so complicated. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what was I? Oh, yes. The uh, If you have a four-hour erection, call your doctor. Everyone's like, whoa, four-hour erections? Where do I get the Viagra? That was what, a call him to thank him? There. <laughs> I, I didn't really want to go on that tangent, D. Where was I? Oh, yeah. The words of warning are uh, from Viagra are like those of Donnie's lawyers. Stop the count, except in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, or Wisconsin, in which case you recount the vote. Keep counting, except in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and parts of Georgia. Continued exposures to MAGA will cause erectile dysfunction. Just... Threw that in there, D, to see if you were looking, listening. Anyway, 
At one point, Donald Trump is heading out to the golf courts and his motorcade passes the marchers. And it was like a priceless moment. I hadn't seen anything like this since the 1960s. Grown men were shrieking like teeny boppers. It brought me back in time to like 1964. And there were teenage girls outside the Plaza Hotel in New York looking for the Beatles. And a limo drives by and they go, berserk. oh my God, there's Ringo. He waved at me. I swear to God, George waved at me. And it was like these grown men in MAGA hats. And they're like, we love you, Donnie T-shirts. And, and Trump waves at them through the windshield and they're going berserk. And one guy, I will never wash my hands again because I touched his limo. It's like uh, Trump is like the most unfit backstreet boy ever. Yes, he's the backstreet boy. Uh, I can't name any backstreet boys. I just was going to say Mark Wahlberg, but I know he wasn't in the backstreet boys. He was in some other group like the backstreet. Did that, you know that? Well, you're wrong because Mark Wahlberg was a solo act. His brother Donnie was in new kids on the block. Wow. You know, <laughs> Trump mice. I, I, look momentarily speechless. Do not how to know how to respond to that since I'm really on <laughs> he could be right, you know? I mean, it's like, I'm I don't right. know. I'm <laughs> right. What about that other guy? Oh, J- the other JT. There's really, in, on Ben Jarowski's show, there's only one JT, Jeanette Taylor. But every now and then, people go, Ben, you keep saying JT. Do you mean Justin Timberlake? No, I mean Jeanette Taylor. Wasn't Justin Timberlake in some boy band? Yes. Yes. Okay. And was it, what was the name of his band? That would be In Sync. In sync, and is that an in sync tattoo I see on your neck? Yes, it is. Just please keep keep moving forward. Don't look at my tattoo. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to go there. Where was oh, I? Shout oh, out to yeah. Brianna. Brianna on the live stream chat says Trump is not a back street boy. He's a back fat boy. Okay, that's <laughs> uh, true. It's very true. Anyway, I got to give Donnie credit. He's got Maggie eating out of the palm of his hand. Meanwhile, on the legal front, it's largely viewed as a loser case, getting thrown out left and right, openly mocked by other lawyers, even Republicans. One of his main law firms dropped out, and they did it all legal-like. Well, uh, President Trump, and we, have, and we have decided to part ways. I'll bet you anything, people that this is what the real deal was. And behind the scenes, they were figuring this is such a loser case and they're going to lose and they're going to rack up all these bills. And guess what? Donnie's going to stiff him because he's a notorious deadbeat and has been his whole career. You know, it's one thing to pay your election lawyers when you're winning and you have people pouring in money and you can pay them. It's another thing when you lose and the money's not coming in. He's like, yeah, I'm not paying you. <laughs> then the election lawyers are like Deutsche Bank, who lent them the money for uh, Chicago Tower. Then they have to negotiate. So this law firm probably decided, you know what? Maybe not be a good idea to throw more good money after bad. Anyway, meanwhile, in Michigan, there's this affidavit situation. People signing affidavits, swearing up and down that they saw somebody throwing out Donnie Trump ballots. And then it turns out they didn't really see it. It's just hearsay. And they didn't just, you know, they didn't quite understand what they were saying. And affidavits get tossed. Uh, but they, MAGA still believes the affidavits. It's like, this is the part that blows my mind. Do you remember David Krupa, the kid who ran against Marty Quinn, Michael Madigan's alderman in the 13th Ward? That was about 2019, I want to say. Yes, yes. And, uh, uh, provider you, of Ben Jarofsky Show content in the year 2018. Uh, Yes, 2018 it was. It would have been 2018 when the uh, when the uh, petitions, 
the signatures were gathered. You're correct. So he gathered these signatures and then Madigan and Quinn had their operatives going out and gathering affidavits from voters in the 13th Ward who swore up and down that they never signed the kids' petitions. And then it turns out they gathered more affidavits than uh, signatures that uh, Krupa had gathered. Oops. <laughs> it was so obvious. Even in the trivia, which not the, you know, they a little slow on the uptake. It was so obvious that Madigan was up to his old tricks of intimidation. Tribune went nuts. They wrote, Johnny Cass must have written six columns about it. This is outrageous. I am outraged. I am more than outraged. Tribune editorial board. There must be investigations into this. Now, here's the difference between MAGA and Madigan Gaga. I just made that up. The <laughs> Madigan Gaga. <laughs> Wait, who's calling me? Oh, great. Yeah, let's oh, answer it. Phone call. Let's answer it. Phyllis, I told you a oh, hundred times, close. no calls at the office while I'm doing the show. Okay, Phyllis? I hope you really she didn't answer wanting, the phone. She keeps wanting me to do that song with her and Ice Cube, the Christmas carols. Phyllis, of course, from the Fairtax commercials and Ice Cube, you know, loves Donnie. They're going to do a Christmas carol. I think Kanye will also be participating in the Christmas. Lee Greenwood will be there as well. <laughs> Everybody who loves MAGA. Where was I? Oh, yes, the Tribune. <laughs> Lee Greenwood. <laughs> Is there a guy named Lee Greenwood? Isn't that a guy? No? I don't know. Springfield politicians, <laughs> they promise they won't tax retirement income if their constitutional amendment passes. Philly, I've missed you. Oh, my God. All those dummies in the 41st Ward. I worked at Phyllis commercial. I'm on a pension. I'll vote no, even though it's going to screw up my pension. You know, I was on the oh. fence about this. Then I saw this Phyllis lady. My God. <laughs> Won me over. <laughs> Ah, oh, the 41st Ward, my favorite ward. Good God, pensioners. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, 13th Ward. Tribune outraged. Can you believe that Michael Madigan gathered all those affidavits and they weren't even true? It's so outrageous. There should be investigations. The same thing happens with MAGA. They gather affidavits that aren't true. MAGA still believes the affidavits. And by the way, nothing from the Tribune on this front. What affidavits, Ben? I didn't hear about this. Uh, who's David? Mega who's David believes- again? Affidavit? Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> who's David? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's David? Um, yeah, but Madagaga. Is that right? Yeah. Madamaga. Sure. <laughs> That's a hard thing to say. Sure. Madam, Madigan Maga. That's it. Madigan Maga. You try doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Say it 10 times. Yeah, I, don't see, I don't see that one catching on. <laughs> Madigan Maga. Make Madigan great again. Okay? <laughs> Madigan Maga. They're like, ah, well, we tried. It didn't work. Oh, well. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Max, Maga actually believes the BS that Donnie feeds him. Michael Joseph Madigan can only wish he had it so good. We got a great show today, everybody. State Senator Rob Martwick will be here. He'll be answering Michael Joseph Madigan questions, D. He's not afraid. All right. Plus, we'll be explaining the Pat Whalen uh, law. You know the Pat Whalen law, don't you? Yeah. Wait, what is it what? again? 
The Pat Whalen loss, so named for Pat Whalen, uh, a good friend of the Ben Jarofsky show who can be seen in the commercial FanDuel commercial. We got to bring up Pat on to explain his role in the FanDuel commercial where he gets slammed to the ground by Jamie Harrison. Anyway, last week I was saying, I'll just go back to the tape. Here, I'll just replay the tape. Here's last week's show. Wait, <laughs> that wouldn't be the tape. Here's last week's show. <laughs> Why don't they just have a virtual meeting? <laughs> that was last week's tape. At which point, Pat Whalen <laughs> typed in, it's because, Ben, you're not paying attention. Uh, had you been paying attention, you would know that there's a law that can't do virtual meetings. Hence the name, the Pat Whalen Law. So Rob Martin's going to explain the Pat Whalen law. So Pat, I hope you're listening because this is for you. All right, listening, Pat. Pat, this is for you. (laughs) Pat, you know, since the FanDuel commercial hit dates, I can't really talk to him. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm in a national television spot. I'm Patrick Whalen. Please talk to my agent. Anyway, Patrick Whalen commercial. It will be explained, Pat. Rob Markle will come on and explain it. But before we do that, the young man from Alton, the man you do not have to have an agent to contact. No. <laughs> I wish. Who's widely known by Michael Madigan as Dr. D with the news. How's it going, everybody? Pat Whalen, <laughs> you're a good man. Wait, David who? Who's David? <laughs> Alpha, okay? Oh, David it's Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> David Alpha. Yeah, that David. Oh, okay. All right, let's talk about what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. And we begin with the Chicago mayor. Thank God. Yeah? Science is back, baby. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> Commercial. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you say, mayor. Uh, oh, mayor. <laughs> Hold on, I have to drink water. Right. I forgot that commercial. She released that. Just to let everybody know, I'm different than Donald Trump. I believe in science. Thank God. Science is back, baby. Cool. Okay. No public events listed for Mayor Lightfoot this afternoon, but quite a bit went down while we were away. First on mm. Saturday, the following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Fran the Woman Spielman. Mayor Lightfoot canceled plans to lay off 350 city employees to help secure the 26 city council votes she needs to pass her pandemic budget. And who do we have to thank for this? Well, two people. Well, man, the first person isn't really a person. It's Mary Jane. Marijuana. <laughs> right? That's good. <laughs> Love Mary Jane. Went to high school with her. Oh, you too. <laughs> uh, revenues generated by the sale of recreational and medical marijuana have topped $100 million statewide for the first time in October and $800 million in the first 10 months. This will allow the city to cancel the layoffs and bond against a conservative estimate of future cannabis revenues to the tune of $15 million <laughs> in the corporate fund. Yeah. You're laughing. That was, I didn't say anything funny. <laughs> yeah, but the, the tune, oh, oh. the way you did oh, tune, okay, okay. your now, now, if you were to ask Alderman Brian Hopkins, Ben of what ward? Second. Oh, and what a nerd. If you were to ask <laughs> Brian Hopkins, he'd say this is a bad move. He questioned borrowing against future marijuana revenue, saying, quote, that's a bad habit to form. You're spending paychecks you hope to earn next year on groceries that you need today. 
That's a terrible way to run a household, and it's a terrible way to run a government. All right, can I just say this about Brian Hopkins? Where was this vigilance when you were shoving Lincoln Yards down our throats? Remember Lincoln Yards to fund the deal? To the tune of, what was it, $2.4 million? It's been so long, I forget. Two for four a billion, I should say, with a B. Where was this vigilance? It's the same freaking thing. You're taking revenue to the day today, giving it to a developer right now, and hoping that the money comes in later. Same deal. Thought it was a great idea. Now all of a sudden you're looking out for the taxpayers. Man, the city council, where's Raylo when I need him? You know what I'm saying, D? I mean, he voted for Lincoln Yards, but at least he wouldn't tell you it wasn't a tax hike, right? Where's Carlos when I need him? He was against Lincoln Yards. It's the frauds in the city council who tell you when it's like a nickel-dime tax hike off a reefer that I'm outraged. I am just so outraged, and I am looking out for the taxpayers. But when it's a $2.4 billion handout to a developer who doesn't need it to develop an area of the city that's already developing, it's like, <laughs> wow, it's amazing. It's free money. Wee! So come on, Brian Hopkins. By the way, D. What? I, I mean, I said this to you before the show. This... <laughs> I, I will never tire of pointing out how how weirdly hypocritical we are when it comes to reefer. For years and years and years, people like me and Mick Dumpke were saying, hey, we should legalize or at least think about it. Mick was like, well, we should legalize. You know, he was more in the one hand, this one and that group. I was like, legalize it now. And all the politicians were like, well, kind of concerned about some of the medicinal aspects, the impact it could have on your brain. So really need more time. They were so scared, so frightened. And now it's legal. They can't spend the money enough. It's like, would you smoke more of it, Illinois? Please smoke more reefer so we can tax you and make money. We can find money here. Smoke more, smoke more. So I, uh, yeah, this is a, I mean, basically, Brian Hopkins has a good point. This is a borrowing scheme. You know, it's we, there's no guarantee that the money will come in uh, to make good on the, the loans that you're borrowing, that you're uh, taking out. You don't really know, in which case you'll have to be backed by property taxes. So, yeah, he's absolutely correct, but it's the same principle with a TIF. Anyway, don't get me started. So, yeah, well, you did get started there. So, yeah, uh, Reefer bailed us out a bit there. And Chicago also got a helping hand from our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Sources said the deal was sealed in recent days when Lightfoot got personally involved in negotiations with Chicago Federation of Labor President Bob Ryder. Here's a joint statement from both Bob Ryder and Mary, uh, Mary, Mayor Lightfoot, <laughs> Mary. Uh, here's a joint statement from both Bob Ryder and Mayor Lightfoot. Double quote. Here we go. After many productive conversations, we have to come to an agreement to avert any layoffs of city workers in the 2021 budget. This will ensure Chicago's public workers, the backbone of our neighborhoods, maintain their jobs and health insurance while also protecting the critical services Chicagoans rely on during these unprecedented times. We are committed to continue uh, working together to identify places where we can partner on savings. 
I'm with him on that point. And by the way, Bob Ryder, anytime you want to come back to the show, feel free. But I'm so busy. Since he became president, you notice he's so busy to come on the show. Yeah. I'm so he's always looking at his wristwatch. I'm Bob Ryder. I'm going to look at my wristwatch. Oop, I'm busy. <laughs> well, that's come on. Not Ryder, how, that's not how we get show. him on the show, by the way. No, I know how we get him on the show. Expose my utter ignorance about the music he likes. For ten trivia points, D. What's his favorite band? Oh man, there's so many. I think his favorite band is uh, Def Leppard. I thought it was Rush. Oh, I think it is Rush. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it is Rush. Which is the one with the one-handed drummer? Oh, that's Def Leppard. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, Bob Ryder used to come on the show, and Dennis and he had fun making fun of me because they knew all these 90s bands that I never heard of. Yeah, Rush. Anyway, Rush from the 90s. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you 100% on this. City workers are like a direct investment in our neighborhoods. They have to live in Chicago. Our taxes pay for their salaries, but they they themselves pay property taxes. They themselves live in the city. They themselves shop locally. So it's like a far better investment, in my humble opinion, than, let's say, Lincoln Yards. So I'm with Ryder, 100% on this one. And I do not think it's a wise, and particularly in a pandemic, let fire people and stuff. With the reader, we're, we're struggling. People are getting salary cuts, furloughs. But Tracy Bame, we're really working working uh, with the union, Philip Montaro, our representative, not to have layoffs. So it's the same principle. So Lori kind of threatened the layoffs. You know, well, if you don't do this, there's going to be layoffs. You know, she played that game. Uh, and... Uh, so I'm, I'm with them. I don't want layoffs. I would have. I wish those city workers in the 41st Ward had voted yes on a fair tax. Hello, but you know, just because I don't agree with the way many of them voted, D, doesn't mean I want layoffs. And so I'm really happy we can avoid layoffs in this pandemic, man. That's the last thing we need, right, D? Absolutely. So good job, Ryder. And I forgive you for not coming back in the show become, since you become president because you're such a big shot. It's like Pat Whalen and Bob Ryder. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh, that's, that could be the next morning show in Chicago. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whalen and Ryder at nine. <laughs> and uh they would have Rush as the soundtrack. I think oh. Pat Whalen's a huge Rush fan. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He wouldn't stop singing it one day. I'm like, all right, dude, enough with the Rush. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. More budget talk for the mayor. Yes, the magic number is 26. That is how many city council votes Lightfoot needs to pass her planned 2021 budget. And keep in mind, a part of the mayor's budget involves a $94 million tax increase. And for some city council aldermen, it seems like that may be a deal breaker. And Ben's going to be riffing uh, on that more in moments. But according to the Chicago Sun-Times and the great work once again from Fran the Woman Spielman, Lightfoot wants it to be known that the $94 million property tax increase will not impact Chicago taxpayers until 2022 when coronavirus vaccines are expected to be widely distributed. Mayor Lightfoot sweetened the pot Monday. In her con- <laughs> That's Fran's, Fran's words, not mine. Oh, is that a Tommy Shuba joke? Sweeten the pot. Get it? Put a little sugar in that reefer. The mayor sweetened the pot Monday in her continued search for the 26 city council vote she needs to approve her pandemic budget. On Monday, Lightfoot offered up more concessions. Concessions like eliminating carve-outs 
Ben, coach us up here real quick. What does that mean? Sounds like uh, something well, you do with a Thanksgiving turkey, uh, eliminating carve-outs. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's really only 25 votes she needs. Oh. Because she would be the, the deciding vote. See, Dennis, much like in the Senate, where it's a 50-50 tie, the vice president casts the deciding vote. It's a 25-25 tie. The mayor cast. I'm I'm doing that as if I were the guy, uh, you know, from Butter Cow. The Butter Cow. <laughs> you love that Butter Cow clip. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, the carve outs, man. That uh, goes back to um, uh, the federal government working with the police uh, to round up uh, people who aren't citizens. And uh, so the notion was that the city would not cooperate with the feds if they arrest somebody uh, and, you know, turn them over to the feds so they get uh, sent back, deported to whatever, wherever the uh, country of origin is, except in cases like where there's a warrant against them or there was, you know, they were accused of a crime. And those were the carve outs. Well, we're going to get rid of the carve outs. I remember that was this was an issue with Rom. Remember this, D? This is the carve-outs was an issue with Rom, and uh, gets very contentious because uh, many of the black aldermen were against getting rid of the carve-outs. Some of those tensions between the black aldermen uh, and the Latino aldermen, some of the tensions that were at play in the 2015 mayoral election, uh, black voters voted for Rom over Jesus Chuy Garcia. How can we forget that moment? Uh, so yeah, this is uh, still alive. So Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> she campaigned uh, against the carve-outs. And so I, if I'm elected mayor, I will not do the carve-outs anymore. That was my kind of a John F. Kennedy imitation hey. there. You know, <laughs> if elected president, I will. So that was Lori Lightfoot as a candidate. And then as mayor, she gets the alderman and, you know, she puts that old squeeze play. All right. You want those carve-outs, huh? I need that vote. And the aldermen are like, hey, whoa, wait a minute. To quote Ben, come on, man. He's claiming, he come should. on, man, guys. That's no, that's not Joe Biden. That's Ben Jarofsky, damn it. Yeah, come on. D, how long have you and I been partners together? How long? How long have I been saying, come on, man? Huh? Yeah. Anybody ever heard of Joey B? Before? Anybody ever heard of Joe Biden? Come on, guys. <laughs> Nobody heard Joey B say it. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll let him have the credit, D. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Now she's putting the squeeze play on him. Oh, God. Yeah, you want those caravans? Get it for my budget. And I go, wait a minute, Alderman. I mean, Madam Mayor, hold on. Th- that shouldn't be, my vote shouldn't be contingent on something you said you were already going to do. She's like, shut up. Do as I say, or I'll arrest you and take your car. She's a tough mayor, man. But <laughs> watch what I say. Hold on. Oh, oh it's all right. The mayor's police. Well, show's over early, guys. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's Mayor Lightfoot playing tough to round up one of those votes that she needs. And uh, you got to give uh, Alderman uh, Ramirez Rosa credit, Carlos. He may have been born at night, D, but it wasn't last night. Okay. Uh-uh, negatory. He said. I'm not. No. So she backed off. All right. Okay. All right. I won't make it contingent. 
Oh. And uh, by the way, you were talking about it earlier. I don't recall Mayor Rahm in carve-outs, but I do remember Mayor Rahm in cut-offs. The time that uh, Mayor Rahm was riding his bike and it got so hot outside, he had to cut his pants off and turn them into shorts. He loves riding his bike, guys. I just biked around Lake Michigan, nearly 1,000 miles. Oh, wow. Did you meet anybody uh, wanted to, to hold on to their Medicare for all? I don't, no, I don't have a clip for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's some mayor we had. I'll tell you what. The bar is awfully low when your predecessor is wrong. Every day, Lori Lightfoot should, before she goes to sleep, drop to her knee and go, thank you, Lord, for having Brahm Emanuel be my predecessor. He was so wretched that I look pretty good. But I don't know. You can only go there so far, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Just saying. Okay. After a while, people forget who Rom was. Also on Monday, Lightfoot also offered reallocating an additional $10 million for street intervention and other community-led violence prevention initiatives. Anything you'd like to say there? But Yeah, it's needed money. It's money for good programs. That's all part of the process. You know, if you absolutely need it, you, this is all part of the wheeling and dealing, D. You know, I'm, stuff I'm not good at. You know what I'm saying? I'm not good at that kind of stuff. That's why you have a, an agent. Pat Whaley can tell you about that because he's got an agent. Oh, and by so, the way, he uh, weighed in on the live stream chat. He said, yeah, I'm going to have my agent listen to the show, and uh, he'll get back to you. <laughs> he's so busy. He don't even, that's what you have an agent for. Uh, I, my agent's going to, you know, got to give Patrick Whaley credit. That's pretty funny. So, yeah, they're wheeling and dealing. That's an initiative that Lori probably should have signed on to anyway, but whatever. Make it part of the wheeling and dealing. Hold out. So that you can give it, even though you're probably going to do it anyway. And that'll be like a concession. And then everybody can go, she gave a little, we gave a little. All she needs is 25 votes. That's all you need, Mayor Lightfoot. You don't need the 50 to nothing that Rom got, which was just like the single dumbest vote. Hmm. Better watch what I say, D. I think, wait, hold on, time out. I should do my top five single dumbest votes of the 21st century by the Chicago City Council. But the 50 to nothing vote in 2011, is that worse than the, what was it, 45 to five vote uh, on the uh, parking meters? Whatever it was, I know there were five. I don't know, D. Let me get back to you on that one, okay? I'll get back to you on that one, all right? All right. And Lightfoot's final offer, increasing uh, funding for and building greater capacity in a new mental health co-responder pilot program. Ben Jarofsky, will Mayor Lightfoot get her 25 votes? And which alderman do you think will change their mind after this hot pot sweetener? Um, well, first of all, let me just do a little teaser before I uh, answer that question, D. Okay. Uh, I was just talking to young Dave Glowatz, Mr. Bike, and we've already set up our special city council budget show for uh, December 1st. So I just wanted to say that. We were talking about this. Will she get the 25 she needs? And D, I said, yes, I believe she will. Uh, as for who, you know, my guess is that old boy Hopkins Mr. I am looking out for the taxpayers. We'll vote for it. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll come up with some reason. Well, I forced the mayor to back off on X, Y, Z. And so, you know, there's so much posturing going on right now. D. you know what I'm saying? Uh, mainly, I got to give people credit to, uh, well, myself <laughs> oh. and people like Mick Dumpke and all the people who made fun of the rubber stamp alderman. 
uh, Maya. All the all the reporters out there made fun of rubber stamp. Ball. Now no alderman wants to be a rubber stamp. I'm an independent-minded legislator. <laughs> Lori's like, I want rubber stamps. By the way, there's a classic moment in City So Real. I know I talk about it obsessively, and we're going to do a whole series on it. It's a brilliant movie. Steve James, take a bow. Steve, now I'm doing my Steve James bowing imitation. There's a classic moment where candidate Lori Lightfoot is driving in a car. So it's one of those, uh, I don't worry, I'm going to ask Steve, where was the cameraman? You know what I'm saying, D? I always wonder, like, when they're in the car doing that, like, how do they film that? A question to ask, Steve James, D, if I forget to ask it, you, you know, by the way, Steve. Anyway, so Lori Lightfoot's driving. It was like when uh, in uh, The Last Dance, all my series are coming together, Michael Jeffrey Jordan was doing the same. He was driving. Someone was interviewing him in the car. So uh, not comparing Michael Jeffrey Jordan to Lori Lightfoot, I'm just saying two similar scenes. Anyway, so Lori Lightfoot's in the car driving, uh, and she's got a really cool hat. I gotta give her credit for this hat she was wearing. I know I shouldn't have been looking at the hat, but damn, that hat's cool. Uh, but she's going about one of the problems of the city of Chicago is that you you can't you can't just do something. You always got to swap something for doing something. And so you don't do the right thing. You got to get something for it. That's the problem with Chicago. I'm like, yeah, that's candidate Lori Lightfoot. Fast forward, <laughs> Lori, Mayor Lori Lightfoot last week, meeting with the black alderman. Remember that date? The mm-hmm. great Jeanette Taylor, great friend of the show, JT, the real JT. And Lori Lightfoot says, I hate to say it, folks, but she swore, so I have to swear, okay? Don't come to me for shit if you don't vote for my stuff. <laughs> JT said, don't give me that bullshit. <laughs> you know? I'm like, where was the Lori Lightfoot with the cool hat driving a car? Where was that Lori Lightfoot? You know, the one, this is a terrible way she got, as soon as they become mayor, they're wheeling it down. I saw it happen to Jane Byrne. The only one it didn't happen to, the great, the greatest mayor the city of Chicago's ever had, Harold Washington. Man, the powers that be in this town couldn't get rid of Harold Washington fast enough. He was the greatest mayor we ever had. So, D, she's playing games, they're wheeling a deal, and she'll get those 25 votes. All right, I'm putting you in the hot seat, buddy. Who wears a better hat? (laughs) <laughs> Monroe Anderson or Lori Lightfoot? Come on. That's not even close. Oh, it's Actually, not. it is kind of close. Lori's hat was really cool. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, say what you will about Lori Lightfoot and the nasty things she said to Jeanette Taylor, but that hat was cool. But that said, come on. Monroe was looking sharp as always. So I would go with Monroe Anderson. All right. We'd ask to borrow that hat, Mayor Lightfoot. But uh, as noted, we won't ask you for shit. Okay. (laughs) Mayor Lightfoot, I will vote for your budget if you let me wear your hat every now and then. (laughs) Moving on, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Big problems become big problems when you let small problems sit. Oh, you could say that again, buddy. Today at 2.30. (laughs) Today at 2.30, our Democratic (sighs) Illinois Governor, J.B. Pritzker, will be at the Thompson Center for his daily COVID-19 update. A quick recap on Monday's briefing. Got a big family Thanksgiving dinner planned? Yeah? Well, cancel it. Governor Pritzker, (laughs) it's over. Governor Pritzker urged Illinois residents to rethink crowded Thanksgiving dinners or the state could, quote, expect much worse. 
Yes, this year, channel that one odd friend we all have that does nothing and hangs out by themselves every holiday. You know, perhaps get a little stuffing jammed into your computer keyboard with a Zoom Thanksgiving dinner. We work for an outfit that loves Zoom. We had a Zoom uh, reader meeting yesterday. Dennis and I both attended that Zoom meeting. And we, 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 uh, we, we thought it was Google Meet. So Dennis and I, let's go to Google Meet. The reader's like, then it's Zoom. Hello. Yeah. Zoom. It was so funny. We're like, we oh, man, these, these guys are so late to this meeting. Oh, my God. And it turns out, no, we were, we're late. Right. It was a Zoom meeting. Yeah, Dude, I got to get that Zoom in this computer. That's a whole other thing, man. This freaking Zoom. You know, everybody loves Zoom. Yeah. Except for our state reps. We'll be talking about that oh, with Rob Mark. What a tease. Oh, My goodness. You're good. You're good. You're good. I good? Huh? Pat Whalen, tell your agent to pay attention because this is all for you, young man. This is all for you, young Patrick. Head of the Illinois Public Health Department, Dr. Azike, urged caution to avoid overtaxing hospitals, saying, quote, our hospitals are on their way to being overwhelmed. Our doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers are already being stretched beyond their limits. A hopeful Pritzker then said Illinois could see widespread distribution of a COVID-19 vaccine by early spring. Here's more from the governor on a potential vaccine or vaccines because there will be multiple uh, vaccines each vaccine will likely be using the word piloted at a number of hospitals it depends upon for example the cold storage pfizer vaccine only certain hospitals can really manage the 95 below zero vaccine and others less capable of doing that yeah vaccine gate Good God, this is so horrible. The COVID thing, D, when I think about and my life now, when I think about my life, my life exists of waking up, talking into this microphone in my attic, waiting till it's dark, going for a walk. No one's around. I don't even know if you're allowed to do that anymore with like the stay at home advisory. Could you imagine if I got arrested? You'd be the first person I call. Hey, D, <laughs> I, I've been arrested. Please come bail me out for walking down the street at night when no one else was around. Oh, that's horrible. It's terrible. I live in fear of it. Heidi Stevens, uh, Chicago Tribune columnist, a lot of love for Heidi Stevens' columns. One of the liberals at the Tribune. I always make fun of the Tribune uh, MAGA at <laughs> crowd, a bunch over there, but there are some good writers, liberals. It's always in the past a little afraid about giving credit because, you know, the MAGA crew that runs the Tribune will probably fire them. But she wrote an excellent column today about uh, what uh, her experiences with COVID. It's a serious, serious illness. And I hope you're feeling better, uh, Heidi Stevens. My uh, thoughts go out to you here. Uh, but uh, so it's a serious, obvious pandemic. And our response, as we've been saying since March, has been very much a mixed message. There was an editorial uh, by some uh, MAGA hat wearer in the Tribune denouncing Pritzker as a phony in today's tribunal uh, because he marched with uh, Black Lives Matter back in June or March, May. I can't remember when it was that he marched with them. And that was a mixed message. We said that on the air. JB, I, I know your heart's with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, but you should not be marching. Because you're trying to send a larger message about how dangerous it is to gather. 
Now he's wearing a mask when he marched, unlike Donnie, you know, who doesn't wear masks anytime. But still, the mixed messages uh, that we constantly send. And so everybody is being uh, urged to take the proper precautions. And then they see our leaders not doing what they are saying we should do undercuts the message they're trying to convey. We can't even have virtual meetings of the state legislature. What's that all about? We'll learn. We'll learn. Rob Markwick's coming on. He'll explain. Be patient, Pat Whalen. We can't even have that. More mixed messages. So as much as I love to mock MAGA, and they are very mockable, if such a word exists, we got to do a better job. People who believe in science. Madam Mayor, who got the haircut? Remember haircut gate, D? Oh, yeah. The haircut gate. So, yeah, we have to do a better job, D. Uh, and it's 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 really tough because it's a very serious uh, pandemic. It's a very serious illness. And so some people, like, it doesn't hit them as hard. So then they have this attitude that exists. Oh, it's like the flu. You know, I got a friend, I'll go nameless, tells me about gatherings, big parties, gathering, pokers being played and stuff. Young people drinking. They they think they're they're never gonna. They think the A they're not gonna get it, and B if they do get it, so what? Yeah, mixed messages. D can't get that vaccine fast enough because this country does not have the discipline to deal with this pandemic. Now the governor could have another big problem up the road ahead. Yes, another problem on top of many others, including a pandemic with rising numbers, lawsuits from legislators and businesses, and a greasy House speaker. Now, rumor has it that Democratic Illinois Senator Tammy Duckworth could land a new gig in President-elect Joe Biden's presidential cabinet. Duckworth was asked about this opportunity by Fox 32, and Duckworth said, quote, Some girls fall for the drummer in the band. I fall for your country needs to serve you line. Of course, I would be honored to serve in the Biden administration. Don't really get that first part, but <laughs> wait, did you make that up? No, that's what it's some said. girls fall for the drummer in the band. Yeah, that's like something I would say. <laughs> and then you would look at me you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not quite sure how to respond to that because I'm not quite sure I understand. But it's what really that last at. part we want to focus in on. I would be honored <laughs> to serve in the Biden administration. <laughs> All right, let me say this about that. Is it my turn where I get to comment, Dave? Well, real quick here, uh, and should Duckworth depart for Washington, a brand new game of political musical chairs would take place in filling Duckworth's seat, and filling that empty seat falls in the hands of one man. Best concert? Yeah, Steve Miller Band (laughs) and the Eagle. That's right, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Now, Ben, am I overthinking this, or is this the last thing Governor Pritzker needs at the moment? Because I could just see the unhinged, conspiracy-coded Republican press releases now accusing Pritzker of playing favorites with his seat selection. What say you? Well, first of all, hold on, phone call coming in. Oh. Hello? Blago! How you doing, Blago? Blago just called to say he's in the Phyllis song, too. So it's Ice Cube, Blago, uh, and Lee Underwood. Is there even a Lee Underwood that exists in the world? Um, And Kanye West. Oh, it's going to be a great, great album. I mentioned Blago because, as you know, the last time we had a Senate seat to fill in the state of Illinois, it didn't work out too well. Remember, D? Yeah. Now, I... 
I no problem with uh, ultimately Roland Burris got the gig and I know I'm going to upset my uh, liberal listeners. Northsiders don't like Roland Burris for some reason. I don't quite know why. Uh, they were offended, oh, offended by <laughs> Roland Burris. Not quite sure what, no, why. Northsiders have a lot of issues when it comes to black politicians. But anyway, um, as you recall, it did not work out well for Blago. He was accused of selling the seat and uh, uh, was ultimately sent to federal prison where his sentence was commuted uh, from, by Donnie Trump. And now he's a Trumpocrat. So maybe uh, <clears throat> this could end up with, J.B. Pritzker marching uh, in the Million Man MAGA march in uh, Washington and shrieking with joy when Donnie Trump's limo goes by, but I doubt it. I, uh, in all due respect to Senator Duckworth, really hope that Joe Biden refrains from appointing uh, senators to any of his cabinet positions. Right now, the Senate make up following this, Joey B., You're down 50 to 48 in the Senate. There's two seats open in Georgia. It's a long shot, but if you should win those two seats, it's tied 50-50. You don't want to mess around with appointing senators, having to reappoint senators because there's a vacancy uh, in a, um, a state. Now, if you were really smart, what you would do, follow me in this, Joey B., you would appoint a Republican senator from a state in which there's a Democratic governor. Follow me, Jay, Joey. Bring Kamala in the room. She can follow this. And then you can have the Democrat fill that vacancy with a Democrat. Oh, that would be a smart move. You find a Republican dumb enough to, hey, maybe Susan Collins wants to be in charge of Veterans Affairs. So this idea is a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> oh, he, okay. he weighed in. He didn't go for it. All right. Sorry, Joey. But the point is, is I know what you're saying. Well, Ben, you know, if Tammy Duckworth leaves, JP gets to appoint her. Uh, and so it's a Democrat appointing a Democrat. I, under, I understand that. But I feel like it's a very volatile situation in Illinois right now. I feel that the Democrats, with uh, the problems caused by having Michael Joseph Madigan heading the party, like the certainty of electing a Democrat for that Tammy Duckworth seat, mm, it's not solid footing there. I think there's, it's a problematic move. Tammy Duckworth is a proven political commodity in the state of Illinois. So I just feel ultimately it causes more uh, problems. So Tammy Duckworth, being a senator is a very important and distinguished position. I think, please stay there. Joey B, fill your cabinet with people who are not senators, unless I said, as I said, they're Republicans, and there's a Democratic governor. You got that, Joey B? All right. I figured it all out, D. Way to go, Ben. You figured it out. Yeah, you know. Look, he obviously listens to me because he stole Come On Man from me. So maybe he'll follow my advice. You're right. He said it was malarkey the last time. Uh, Biden, have you reconsidered it at all? Play the radio. Make sure the television, (laughs) excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Mm. Make sure the kids hear words. Boy, couldn't make any sense out of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I proudly voted for him, D. Proudly voted for him. Oh, and you also mentioned that uh, Blago, Rob Blagojevich, is featured in this song you keep talking about with Ice yes. Cube and Phyllis. Uh, yes. I went and looked it up online. I thought you were full of malarkey, but apparently you're not. I looked it up. I have some of the lyrics from uh, Rob Blagojevich's part in this rap song that you've been talking about. Get this, Ben. Uh- yeah, get this. Yeah. This is Blago's part. I know uh, it says here, I know a lot about this, a little about that, but I know for damn sure. I'm a Trumpocrat. Oh, I'm my. Trump-a-crat. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's actually not yeah, bad. No, it's going to be like, uh, before you you were born, D, there was uh, Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson. Uh, they put together We Are the World. Mm. And that's kind of what they're going to be doing. Uh, MAGA's going to be doing for this Christmas song. So they're going to bring all MAGA into a studio. Kanye will be there. Ice Cube will be there. Phyllis will be there. Uh, and um, what's his name? The other rapper that likes Donnie so much? Lil Wayne will be there. Uh, 50 Cent was committed, but... You know, he got the phone call from Chelsea Handler, so he's not sure. You know, he may come, he may not come. I'm putting money on he still <laughs> voted Trump anyway. <laughs> I don't know if he voted. I'm not sure he voted. I think there's a great likelihood that he didn't vote. By the way, uh, I think that's uh, probably the case with a lot of um uh, a black men who said they're going to vote for Donald Trump. They actually didn't vote. And this weekend, Jason Lee, brilliant political strategist, made that very point. So I urge everybody, not now, but go down and check out that Jason Lee interview. He uh, he really did a great job of talking about polling uh, and polling uh, black men. Anyway, back to, uh, to yeah, so it's going to be a, a We Are the World type thing. Uh, rumor has it that you are going to get invited, D, that they're going to invite you. Yes, that's yes. the rumor. I mean, <laughs> you I would tell us. We'd help out. <laughs> we can do our part. Uh, also, oh, wait, I have more lyrics here from uh, Blago's part. I guess this is like a little theme he's doing here. Yeah, we got more here. Uh, I sold my seat like a dirty old rat. You're damn right, baby. I'm a Trumpocrat. Oh, wow. I, I, I got to hear this song. I got to hear this song. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, he's got this thing. Oh my, see, like that was good. Yeah, that's that's a sample lyric of this song, and a lot, you know, a lot, there's a lot of uh, energy around. Uh, this is going to be huge, D. Absolutely huge. Mag is getting together for like this Christmas recording. Very much, we are, uh, we are the world. Ask. All right, so back to the Duckworth news here. Here's uh, Pritzker Chief of Staff Ann Caprera on the matter. She said, quote, the governor, myself, and our staff have had zero conversations about filling a Senate seat that is already occupied by the extremely uh, extremely capable Tammy Duckworth. Any names that are being floated are not being done so by us, and any speculation out there should be looked at with the biggest grain of salt imaginable. Right now, we are focused on dealing with a deadly pandemic in our communities. That's where everyone else's focus should be, too. All right. Let me ask you a question, D. Putting you on the hot seat. Okay. Do you believe her? Do you believe there has not been one conversation on this topic? Do you believe, as human beings who just love speculating and gossiping, <laughs> do you think they refrained from this huge potential chunk of gossip? Young Dennis, what do you think? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Who am I, Dr. Azike? <laughs> 
That's like uh, Mark Sims last week. I asked him a question. Who cares? Oh, heck of a way to answer the question, Mark. Oh, I didn't want to answer. Oh, you it. think I'm running for governor or something? Why are you asking me? Rumors have already been rumors have already been flying and there are other elected leaders in Illinois rumor to be a Biden cabinet candidate. Those names include Representative Robin Kelly, Representative Sherry Bustos, Raja Krishnamurthy, Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton, Attorney General Kwame Raul and Deputy Governor, a guy we haven't had on in a long time and we got to get him on Christian Mitchell. No, we're not Christian. He's in that Pat Whalen category. He's in the um, I'm very important, Ben. I am now working for the governor, Christian Mitchell, that guy. No, we're not Christian. Uh, Christian would be an interesting. I can see Christian, but nobody else. Stay where you are. All right? It gets too complicated. Just let other people be the cabinet members. I don't know why Tammy Duckworth would want the gig anyway. You know? I mean, I would think. Being a senator would be more rewarding, but what do I know? I'm just a podcaster in my attic, huh, D? Yeah, what do you, you know? Hey, by the way, is my name on that list anywhere? Wait, let me look. He's being cons- <laughs> Believe it or not, no. No. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping, uh, JB, no senators. Not JB, uh, Joey B. No senators. Uh-uh. Negatory. Don't appoint any senators to the cabinet. All right, you already got to fill a vacancy with Kamala Harris. A fight. You already got a fight raging in the Democratic Party between the moderates uh, and the, the Bernie Kratz, AOC versus Connor Lamb. By the way, Peter Cunningham had a lot to say about that. Check out that interview. You know, I, I don't get the Democrats, D. They just love to fight. We, you and I used to talk about this back in the old days and the radio station. The name of which I forgot. Uh, but uh, back WCPT eight twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> but for when I was breaking in, just learning the game. Dennis took me aside. He goes, "Come here, son. Have a seat. I'm gonna tell you a little something about radio." I go, "Okay," because I was a rookie. I didn't know anything. He'd gone to radio school. He had experience. I didn't know anything. But let me tell you something. You're gonna be live. And you have moments in that day where you're not going to know what to say. I'm going to tell you a little secret, okay? You paid attention? I'm like, yeah. Uh, take notes, okay? Took out a paper and a pencil. Take, okay, I'm taking notes now. Whenever you're in trouble, <laughs> whenever you have doubts, whenever you don't know what to say, whenever the conversation's flagging, all you got to say is, I love Hillary Clinton. What do you think of that? <laughs> Bernie people be calling in or go the other way. I'm so sick of Bernie. I'm like, okay. I'm like, are you sure that the Bernie Hillary thing was about six months ago? Kid, just take my advice. Unbelievable. A year later, he just mentioned Hillary. Phones lighting up. I hate Hillary. I love Bernie. Or vice versa. It was a little so, plan we call Blue 42. Blue 42. Hillary's a douchebag. Hut, hut, hut. The number again. Seven, seven, three, four, five, two. Oh, God. Yeah, so Democrats love fighting each other because they're so bad at beating Republicans. They're like, I know what. All else fails. I can beat up another Democrat. I can't beat a Republican, so I'll go beat a Democrat. Well, there you go. That's good thinking from my beloved Democratic. That's what gets you far in the world. Let's call Connor Lamb a sellout. 
Lauren Underwood's a sellout. Uh, my beloved Democrats. <laughs> You're God. on fire today, sir. Okay, there it was. Part one of your Ben Jarofsky show for Tuesday, November 17th. We're trying something a little different here at the Ben Jarofsky show. We're trying to make all of our downloadable content an hour or less. Okay, so if you want to hear part two of today's program, it's at the Chicago Reader website or wherever else you download podcasts. It should be available by 7 p.m. tonight, Tuesday, November 17th. If you're subscribed, you should get a notification as soon as it comes up. Go download it. Go check it out. Our part two of today's program with Senator Rob Martwick. And also at 5 a.m. Wednesday morning, we're doing something that we call the Ben Jarofsky Show Back Half. It's a quick, like, I don't know, 20-minute segment where Ben weighs in on the latest article from Tom Shuba and that great grandkid of former Mayor Daly. And also, and also... There's still a giant bus ready to roll over our Democratic Illinois House Speaker, Mike Madigan. Find out what team, which Illinois leaders are on. Madigan resign or Madigan stay? It's the Ben Jarofsky Show's back half. It's available at 5 a.m. on Wednesday. A quick little segment. All right, my name is Dennis. Wish us luck on all this. And we hope you download our interview with Senator Rob Martwick.